Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. Yeah. I'm Jeff propelled at all times. <laughs> How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think you know, it's bullshit. The, <laughs> I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. no. We're going to teabag fight. Yeah. <laughs> you heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five, Beavis? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We have a good one for you today. We're joined by our longtime friend, Matt Sager from Danville Brewing Company. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Thanks how you for doing, having man? me on. Hey, man, thanks for hey, coming Matt. on. And of course, we're joined. That sweet, sweet sound is none other than Nathan Smith. The voice you guys <laughs> might remember from the canyons you remember way back in the Brewing Network days. Way, way, way too far back. You're old. You're too old, Nate. <laughs> you've been around. You've been around I'm for too here. much. Still alive. Yeah, good. All my, hair, all my hair is gray now. I know. It's good. Yeah. Is it good? Do you feel? Does yeah, it give you power? Do you feel your power? I don't really have a choice unless I'm going to diet, but I'm not going to do that. So here we are. <laughs> Can you imagine right now at this stage in your life, after having long hair that's been going like silver and gray yeah. for years, you just suddenly decided to dye it like black? <laughs> I got a sharp. Yeah, exactly. I got a sharpie. I'll just do that through the show, bit by bit by a little bit. Right? That's what you <laughs> one know. What strand at a time. Yeah, one strand, strand at a time. Exactly, Matt. You got it. Yeah. That's what Nicole should be doing. You should just be jamming, <laughs> and just like noodling around. And Nicole should be taking the sharpie to one strand at a, of hair at a time. I got to take years off my hair over here. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for... It's a pleasure to be here. It's been a while. Yeah, thanks, thanks man. man. I really appreciate it. You know, it's uh, this whole thing is weird. We're trying to figure it all out. These new Definitely. sessions and uh, random times. Now it's Thursday at 5 o'clock, and it could just be, uh, you know, whenever. We, we can do these whenever, which is kind of cool, I think. You know what I mean? It fits into everybody's schedule a little bit better, maybe. And, uh, you know, it's a good time. Yeah. I think we're off to a good start, for sure. Um, if you want to support the show, 
and I don't know why you guys wouldn't do that because uh, we are still the best beer radio around, you can uh, go to our homepage. There's, if you do any Amazon shopping, there's a link there that you can use. You can do that. Um, you can buy T-shirts over on TeePublic. We have a bunch of TeePublic designs now. Uh, we even have a mask, and we're working on some new designs. Uh, as well. Uh, I'm going to be taking some of our uh, logos for, for the individual shows that are from our website. You know, the website categories like The Session is a different sort of logo than the Brewing Network logo. And Dr. Homebrew has a different logo. And um, I'm going to put those onto t-shirts. So we're going to have some cool stuff for you guys. Uh, you know, maybe even some more... Um, some more uh, mask designs. I don't What's know. What's on the mask? Is it a big hop grenade? I think it's just like the hop grenade, like the redesigned nice. hop grenade, like front and center. There's really no design to it. It just sort of like auto generates. <laughs> you should get one of those so um, I can wear it around. People be like, "What's that artichoke?" Yeah. Why are you breathing artichokes? I don't I'm understand. To them to a mask. No, it's a hop. <laughs> be like, what? Yeah, that would be the greatest. <clears throat> so, Nate, what have you been up to, man? Catch us up a little bit. Before we before we jump into Matt's brain, I've been homebrewing a lot, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, man. That's one thing that uh, this whole thing was a shock to everybody, of course. And I yeah. got like partway through that first week where everybody was on complete lockdown, especially in the early days. It was pretty, it was pretty weird. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel good. Most people didn't. I definitely didn't feel good like three, four days in. And um, one of the things that dawned on me though quickly was like, well, what do I need to do? I haven't done it in a while. Homebrewing was one of those things. I hadn't, I hadn't homebrewed in a few months leading up to this, and it was like, picked it up immediately, and it's been a, a really good creative outlet and release. Yeah, I feel and then, good. of course, if you're spending more time at home and you got more beer to drink, it's not a bad thing either. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of experiments around pale ale and dry hopping, um, like standard two-row, maybe two-row in pills, and then dry hopping at rates of anywhere from, like, one pound to two to two and a half pounds per barrel and kind mm -hmm. of trying to dial in what I like and what I think works and kind of chasing this idea of um, a hop creep and does hop, where does hop creep sort of fit into the whole equation. And I think, um, you know, I'm learning some stuff. I'm still kind of figuring that out. I'm hit by it more than I expected, even when, especially when upping that dry hop rate to uh, two and a half pounds per barrel or, or so. And... Um, Part of that is still elusive, so I'm still trying to figure out all the components there without trying to go to something like uh, ALDC, which I'd like to experiment with at some point, but I haven't done that. I haven't done that yet, but um, it's really weird. Like, you you take and dry hop super aggressively, and then sometimes the um, the diacetyl stuff won't start to emerge until after I've done some tests that already should have revealed it to me, but didn't. Or maybe I'll, a beer will sit in the keg for a couple of weeks, and then it will start to emerge, which sort of surprised me sure. too. Um, yeah, so been having a lot of fun trying to dial that in and and get my, I mean, get myself wrapped around that and and make it work. It's uh, okay. yeah, that's been cool. Yeah, that's so pale cool. pale ales a beer I want to drink a lot of, as a lot of most people yeah do who are, who are deeply into beer and not, not just like IPA but but straight up like five percent pale ale. So yeah, having fun dialing in experiments around that. Nice yeah. man. I thought about yeah. I thought about home brewing again. Uh, and then I remembered all the work that it is entails, and I don't, I don't want to do it. I stopped. I stopped. <laughs> yeah, thinking I think I saw it. one of your comments at one point was that the, the your favorite home brewing was the canning line at Sierra Nevada. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> it is. It really is. I can, I can, I can identify too. You know? I just, like, I just can't, man. I can't bring myself to do. It's a ton of work, and it's, you know, it. Uh, well, I've said it ad nauseum now, but like, I, I love doing the recipe stuff, and I love tasting it, but I don't love packaging it. Bottling or, or whatever. Packaging it is kind of a pain. I hate doing it. It's I worse. just don't want to do it. 
Yeah, it sucks. Dude, Matt, Matt graduated from all that. He doesn't doesn't have to homebrew anymore. Maybe you still do sometimes, but now you get now you get a big kit to play around. Though. Yeah. Right, right. Well, before we we got our little canning line, I was you know when when I'd can or or bottle for competition, I'm sitting in the cold room for ten hours, you know, hand yeah. bottling just like a home you know like a home brewer with the bottling wand, yeah. freezing my ass off. It's absolutely the worst. <laughs> now we have the canning line, so it makes it a lot easier, but. Were you home? Yeah, I, I feel it. Did you homebrew? Like when you had to just, you know, stay locked down at home, did you start homebrewing a little bit or, or did you get enough of that, you know, in your day job? I got, I, I, I have the, the grain father, the five little five gallon grain father mm-hmm. that I didn't necessarily use for homebrewing because I have a, um, a dome for it, okay. a, a pot still dome. I okay. may have been doing some water distillation yeah water right. distillation for sure dude essential Ooh, oils water is a good thing yeah 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 okay yeah all right yeah well that's cool <laughs> theoretical water distillation yeah absolutely right yeah. right right yeah yeah well you know you distilled water that's the best to add to a fish tank if you have a fish tank so you know <laughs> right. definitely uh you can definitely do something like that okay well that's cool so no no actual like what nate's talking about oh you wanted to dust off the equipment to maybe sort of noodle around with uh an off flavor you're per- you're perceiving or, or or a new ingredient or some new design that you can't really uh do i was yet. thinking i'd have more time to do that and okay. that wasn't right. really the case uh, yeah it's so, amazing how the time gets absorbed even though you, right. you, you're not yeah. as hectically busy maybe as you were before right like you were saying that first week sucked um, yeah it was weird it was weird and yeah. I, I don't want to jump the gun here uh jp but no uh, go ahead you know that uh that I was pretty naive, honestly. And when things really went down, I thought, oh, you know, this is going to be at most, what, a few weeks that, mm-hmm. that we have to shut down. Um, I, I was like, yeah, this will give us a great time to give the, the brewery and the tap room uh, head to toe cleaning and, you know, spruce things up. And, and um, then as, as the week went on, uh, I got a call from, from our owner and he, basically said you know i'm gonna have to lay you guys off me and my assistant brewer sebastian um and we're closing down so wow so in my mind i thought well i have to go back into the brewery button things up clear out the tap lines empty out the hot liquor tank clean that out um and then call it a day until we're called back um so i for that first few days i was at home and i was trying to think of you know what the hell to do with myself i painted a bathroom that i was always wanted to get around to painting just a random but, bathroom um, or your your bathroom i went into somebody's house yeah. i was at bart i kicked i kicked the door you, down you at bart and do you have a random to-do list of things you need to do i'll just you know i'll start doing some of those right but um i i'm i'm not i'm not embarrassed or ashamed to say that uh you know about you know three weeks or three days in i'm 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 in the bathroom, paint the bathroom, and out of the blue, I, I break down. I broke down. Wow. I s- started bawling my eyes out because I was scared, honestly. I was scared of a lot of things. I was scared of what this whole COVID thing meant uh, for me, for society, uh, for my job. Yeah. Uh, I was afraid for my daughter, who's 11 years old. Um, what, is that, what does this mean for her future? Um, and, you know, all this you know, shit just swirling around in my head and, and it was driving me nuts. And that, that was one day that, that I, I was just sitting there painting and all of a sudden I'm just, you know, my, 
I'm, I'm just balling, right? And uh, I thought, well, you know, I, I've, for my daughter, one, I've got to keep things together mm-hmm. and, and show that, that it's going to be okay. Uh, we'll all get through this, and we're all in this together, right? <laughs> right. Theoretically. Yeah, some of us. Um, <laughs> most of us. Most of us, yeah. Um, and But then, actually, about, about a weekend, I got a call back from, from work, and, and they said, we decided that we're going to do curbside pickup, and you guys are going to be needed to continue brewing. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. really, I was only down about a week of sitting at home, painting bathrooms and distilling water right. Um, right. and crying. And cry, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, hell we, we got back to work and yeah, that, that first month. So February is always kind of a slow month. So our March numbers didn't look great. Um, but our April, May numbers almost eclipsed our typical numbers. We we're brewing our asses off and we still are. Uh, why do you think that is yeah, go ahead. because you're, because you're not seating anybody indoors. It's all curbside pickup. Is that a community outreach kind of thing? It's like supporting everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And the community of Danville has, has just come out in droves to, to support us. And awesome. that is, that's great. Uh, we had, we were doing, um, crawler fills. We have 32 ounce crawlers. So we were just crawling beer left and right. Uh, we were, we still are canning beer. We, we have this uh, little two head canning line um, called ex- uh, from Express Fill. Mm-hmm. And it's a little workhorse and it, it's only like two cans a minute, but we're back there probably twice a week um, canning about 10 to 20 cases of beer. That's all going to change in a couple of weeks. We're taking delivery of a, of a larger canning line. Wow. Oh, nice. But, uh, that was going to yeah, be my first question, whether you were canning. It sounds like you were canning a little bit before this. Yeah. With that same that same um, two head system, and now you guys mm-hmm. are going to make the leap into doing much greater volume. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, twenty cans a minute. So nice. Anytime um, you can expand in something like this, where there are the uncertain economic times, um, but you have a, a solid community base to rally around you. Yeah, I think that's you yeah. know that, that's no, a that win, part's awesome. Yeah. So people, local people are coming out. They're not just going and buying nothing wrong with buying packaged beer from the grocery store, but they're making a special stop. Stop by the local brewery and, and pick up yeah. fresh crawlers, growlers, cans, yeah. everything you guys got, right? It's been great to see. And, you know, of course, there's there have been plenty of bumps along the way, particularly with, you know, the, that couple days we had to board everything up. Um, but that didn't stop us from brewing. We we had, we we got the, the pry bar and pried the door open so we could go in and brew. We had to brew. <laughs> why, and, did, uh, why did you board everything nice. up? Why was everything uh, packaged up like that? Uh, uh when when the uh, protests were were okay, there were there was a scheduled protest for Danville. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably early June. Right? Yeah, early or mid yeah. June. Yeah. Okay. So we uh, for that we closed down, and then I was afraid we were going to have to close a couple days because of all the smoke that we were experiencing uh, last last few weeks. Yeah, yeah it's but, still not uh, good, but it was much worse. A week or two. Back. Mu- yeah. It was much worse, but man, I'll tell you what. I I would go. I'll go down there on the weekend, and and we have seats now outside all along the street. The city allowed us to close down part of our our parking area uh-huh. for for seating, um, as well as a common area between our business and other business. And I would guess that the seating that we have now uh, makes up for what we're losing inside. 
Um, how much seating do you have out there? How many tops do we have? We we did we we only had uh, probably ten tables uh, at first when we were allowed outdoor seating, and okay. we expanded that to about um, twenty or thirty tables. Wow! Um, and we're able to keep those at a you know a distance. We made sure that that all of those tables are are at a yeah. uh, six foot distance sure so yeah, it makes sense to start slow too and see what works and yeah. then expand it as, as you can right and as the city allowed right. to, it sounds like as well right right and and you know it's it's ever evolving you know uh it's it's great now but in a few months it's going to turn cold and rainy right, right? and people aren't going to want to sit outside no um, how many days a week are a are you open for the public like that we're open seven days a week seven days a week now awesome yeah hmm. yeah Man, you just get little A-frames um, and you put them over each table. And there you go. That's it. That's right. what everybody wants, man. I don't know. Yep, right? Yep. You put an easy up over every table or a big umbrella <laughs> yeah. or something. I mean, uh-huh. owners will try this, right? And in some case, and in some ways, it will probably work a little bit. But if the if it's cold enough and it's rainy enough, yeah. people aren't – it's not going to yeah. be like it is now. It's going to be more challenging. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we've, we've just been uh, doing our best to roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been doing my best to roll with the punches. I've been uh, – you know, when I'm not uh, uh, surrounded by all things beer, I try to surround myself with all things rum and tiki. So that's kind of my release outside of work. Yeah, we're we're drinking mai tais today. Making mai tais because <clears throat> yeah. I couldn't I Cheers. couldn't get out there. Cheers, well, guys. I also I didn't want to because um, well, I'm, I'm Alvarado mai tai, strawberry mai tai. There you go. Nice. <laughs> um, but after after the mai tai, I'll be yeah. popping a Danville IPA. So this, these are right new labels. Nice. That, so. I have a Modelo Especial in the fridge with my name on it. So Perfect. there's that. Yeah, it's good so stuff. So you, Matt, you never really had a big hiccup in production. Like some brewers had beer that just kind of sat in the tanks or they kind of had to shut the brewery down and maybe even kind of go into like, you know, long-term sleep mode, so to speak, for their right. equipment. Like, or right. really, really kind of like pull things back or maybe even stop orders of certain raw materials and all those kind of things. You didn't have to do any of those things that you were able to, there was a, of course, a blip or a week or two where it was probably right. not normal. But after that kind of, not as much as I was afraid of, yep. honestly. Um, th- there was, there was one beer that, that, you know, we were getting, we we're already, it was kind of long in the tooth. And I knew that, that this was kind of a great opportunity to let that, let that one go. Um, but other than that, um, beer production for for us and we're we're a tin barrel brew house we have three tin barrel fermenters 120 and a cold room with seven tin barrel brights um those just kept churning you know um there was about three weeks where uh maybe one fermenter was full but after that you know uh like i said the the community really rallied around us and um it was really special it was really cool to see yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's great. And not it's something not everybody has, you know, and Danville no, is a small it, enough town it, where people are, you know, they're sort of right there. You're you're central to, to downtown, but countless places don't don't have anything like that. So Yeah, and you kinda wonder but, are people are people mostly going so they can just hang out there, which is great, which mm-hmm. is the reason why to go to a, a neighborhood brewery and have the beer. Yeah. No, people are rallying to support and come and, yeah. and take that beer home. I mean obviously right, people right. can there's there was a gap between when you could do what you guys are doing now and people could sit outside right there was a good yeah. couple of months where it was only curbside pickup right and they couldn't hang out they, they exactly. weren't allowed they were at the time they weren't allowed to hang out not at all so yeah. get 
get your shit and leave. Kind of <laughs> <Yep. thing. laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, get <exactly>. out. Yeah. <laughs> get out of my area. How are you? Mm-hmm. How are you guys doing with like ingredients and supplies? Is that sort of taking a while to get through? Is that a- another hiccup you have to sort of overcome? Because I imagine scheduling has changed with you know batch sizes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I do allow a few extra days when I when I place my my grain orders. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a um, a silo, so all of our grain is ordered sort of a la carte, if you will. Um, I will. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So we uh, we order a few days in advance, and I have found that there's some um, some ingredients that it is harder to get than others uh, because of this, particularly uh, uh, grain coming out of uh, Europe mm. um, is is a little tougher to get my hands on. So I'm having to make substitutions here and there okay. for that. But you know, just simply unavailable, or it takes longer to unavailable to at the time. Oh really? Interesting. Yeah, the new um, CO like bulk CO two for a while was a problem in like March and April, and that I was afraid situation, of that. I was yeah, really that situation that. is better now apparently. But there were yeah. there were some folks, especially larger production breweries, that tend to use obviously a lot more. Yeah, CO two yeah. simply couldn't get it, or it was highly backordered. Yeah, I for, I had I had read about that for sure, and you know I just kept ordering it and crossing my fingers and it, <laughs> right. it show up. So. <laughs> what about uh, aluminum cans for your crowlers and all that? Are you having, are you running into those issues? That's not something that we've run into yet. However, okay. I'm not crossing that off the list of something that I don't have to worry about, especially with the canning line that we're getting. That, that is something that that's a little concerning for me. Um, I, I don't do the can ordering. My, um, the owner does at mm-hmm. this point. So um, he, he told me that his supplier has assured him that uh, we'll be good, but you okay. know we'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Primarily, and, and again, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. There there isn't a whole lot we can do about that right now. So it's primarily sixteen ounce cans too, right? So you're kind of 16, ordering yeah. one thing, which is probably helpful in the sense that like you're not trying to juggle a few different package size formats mm. or something like that right, right? so you kind of depend right. on one get a reliable source of that and hopefully be good right that's a good mm-hmm. point and because you know i'm reading the same articles everybody else is reading about like coca-cola and budweiser they're saying hey it's probably gonna you're probably gonna have a hard time finding our products in cans but probably at the volume they're used to maybe that has something to do with it as well like you can get you know a pallet of 16 ounces but you can't get 10 pallets or right. 100 pallets of, of you know 12 right. or whatever they are. Our, totally. our minimum is, is two pallets. And on that little... Yeah. <laughs> the two-head cannon line, yeah. um, it, it takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, 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 I'm suspecting that, that we'll be ordering a lot more here in the coming months. Yeah. Are you doing any new beers right now? Are you sort of expanding your lineup? Or are you just sort of maybe sticking with a core... Because you do we're, have we're, to we're, be cautious of how much yeah. product you have on hand. Absolutely, we're, we're trying to, um, and and we're also I, I'm I'm being very mindful of what gets people to keep coming back, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, let's face it, core beers, as great as they are, and they're and they're they're awesome, can be you know they get a little boring, a little stagnant for yeah. some people. So I try to keep things you know, rolling with, with, uh, different styles. You know, we have, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a 
seasonal sour we have on right now. We're doing our, our anniversary beer, our fourth and fifth, our fifth anniversary is coming up. Um, Jeez. so congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have the anniversary beer coming up. Um, so we're always trying, if we have an available tank and we have available cooperage, like, what can we do with this? Let's, let's freaking think of something. Let's, let's, uh, oh, man. jive a recipe together. Man, I would be, I would make me super nervous, man, to be like, well, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I would be nervous to have like eight choices to, for people to, to choose from because, that's just eight different times that something can go wrong or something doesn't sell. And then you had to wait right. all that extra time for these specific ingredients. And then it's just, would sort of backlog the whole thing. Yeah. It's, especially it's totally un- unusual that. styles. Cause the, sometimes those uh, are, yeah. you need that interaction with the customer, like in the, right. to sell in the that, pub to be right. able to describe what it is sometimes. So yeah, please. Matt, it's funny ahead. you say that, um, going in before, um, the apocalypse, uh, <laughs> we were gearing up for, for World Beer Cup and you know CBC and all that, and I had re, I really wanted to brew a smoked Hellas, and I wanted to enter it. Um, that awesome sounds style. pretty good, man. Yeah. Uh, so so we did it, and um, then it's already a beer that people aren't going to readily order at a yep. at a craft brewery. You don't say. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, that is the truth, though. Yeah. They don't. People don't order, and yeah. it sits. And then the shit hit the fan, and then it was ordered even less. So we were sitting on um, a ton of smoked Hellas. Mm. As much as I love that style, it actually uh, goes through me probably more than it goes through our customers. <laughs> but uh, but that's one of those styles that I would I you mm. you need FaceTime. You know, yeah. I, I would love it to, is. Yeah, um, and when people do try it, you know, they order a crowler of it. They're they're surprised by it because it's it's a very you know subtle smoke and and it's got that really nice uh, sweet Hellas backbone to it and it's a great beer it's a wonderful beer. So unless people uh, know beer and know beer styles, it can have the coolest name. It can say smoked Hellas on the menu. Yeah, you can be up front with it. Most people understand what that is. No, not so, at all. Right. Well, and Jamil right. likes to talk about you know some of the beers that he brews like ESBs and shit like that. People don't order those. And so he ends up right. dumping them, but he likes them, so he you know he puts them on tap. And not I, I understand not every brewery is able to to do stuff like that, but there is yeah. that there is that I don't know f- fear I guess of doing some wildly weird ass beer like a smoked Hellas or an ESB as yeah. weird as those are right. But to the average consumer, right. I think that they are. So uh, there is some sort of I don't know in my mind it would be a little bit cautious about doing something like that, but. Especially now in the in the pandemic, yeah. it's still going on. But it sounds like you're you're just people are buying enough beer, people are supporting your brewery enough right. that it doesn't it doesn't really weigh on you. Yeah, that beer still sits. Uh, yeah, we man. we move a hell of a lot faster through our IPAs and such. Sure, um, yeah. And, and yeah. you know, I I like to have one or two of those beers in our portfolio. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I like to have what I call brewers beers. Yeah. Um, that when somebody comes in they don't see a, a lineup of hazy ipa hazy ipa hazy ipa west coast ipa west coast ipa hazy pale, 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 pale. Yeah. you know <laughs> i i, I want to have something on there that that somebody will be like oh shit yeah i haven't seen that you know yeah i love that style you have to uh yeah it keeps, I, it keeps like you that. and the customers interested you, yeah. you gotta it hope keeps I mean, me, absolutely yeah. keeps me interested as much as i love all of the all of those ipas that i was talking about it, it you know, 
I like to have beers on that, that kind of diversify the, the lineup. Yeah, for sure, man. Or else you just go get a job at Budweiser pushing a button. You know what I mean? Right. Totally. Yeah. So now I'm thinking like, wow, what would that smoke tell us taste like, you know, water vapor applied to it? Hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Just in theory. Like. Oh. Oh, just in theory. In theory. This oh, yeah. This is yeah, theoretical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Theoretical. 100%. Hey, we're going to take a quick. I was joking. That was a joke. Of course, of course it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's water for you know it's for your absinthe. Right. So it's yeah, yeah just it's a totally couple drops. Fine. You're fine. Uh, let's take a quick right. break, everybody, and we'll come right back with Matt from Danville Brewing. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Yeah. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're still sitting here with Matt from Danville Brewing Company. Giving us the old thumbs up, Aruni, and we still have uh, Nate here as well. And Nate, have you gone any more gray since we last talked to you? Well, no, I got the sharpie here to self-correct, <laughs> right? Of course, so it's like I have an arsenal of them, you know. It's Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday. There you go, and then Thursday, yeah. Friday, you just let it coast. Yeah, I just let it coast. It's fine. <laughs> uh, all right, Matt. So we were talking a little bit about your your selection at the brewery. And, and how much your customers are coming out and, and supporting you. Uh, we were talking a little bit also about brewing new beers. Do you have any beers coming or, or any ideas that are, I don't want to say pandemic related because that's stupid, but, but that are, I don't know, in, maybe inspired by the, the shutdown or, or have you used this time to sort of noodle on a, a different recipe or a different style yeah, this or something is, this like This stuff's going to change the industry in some way or another in terms of what people absolutely. want a little bit, right? So the, yeah, what kind I, of shift are you noticing, like if any? Exactly. Yeah, I, I've absolutely been working on, on recipes that, that I've wanted to try out. Um, yeah, I mean, we 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 have to keep up with our core brands. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I've been doing my best to keep things interesting for me and the customer base. Uh, playing around with recipes, we we took part in um, a collaboration with Altamont. You know, they've been doing the Friends with Distances uh, collaboration series, and we did that. Um, that was awesome. a lot of fun. How um, how? Let's talk about that for a little bit. How do you do a yeah. collaboration during a pandemic when we're supposed to be six feet away from each other, wearing masks, and not not touching one another at all? How do you on the computer on the right? Com- oh, you know, just, digitally, just, damn just it, passion out hashing out recipes okay. uh you know going back and forth texting back and forth um it was tough not to be there on brew day i'll tell you so that's um, my next question so so they brewed it you didn't brew it or did you brew it and they, yeah, brewed, they it brewed it separately it and they packaged it yeah okay so okay but but we were in constant contact well, and you know they were letting us know what numbers were coming up and stuff like that so oh nice Man, it's like texting yeah. texting the wife when you're out of town. I'm just getting some lunch. Everything's fine. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> There's nothing. No, in some sense, it's cool to have someone do a bunch of the work on an idea that you put. That's what a I bunch want. Of thought into yourself, but you but you want that hands on to make it to make it what you want to make right. it. That's exactly right. my yeah, dream. I mean, it, right? it, was so much, it was it was it was a lot of fun, and the beer yeah. turned out awesome. And I can't say enough good things about those guys. What was the style? That's awesome. It was a classic West Coast IPA, oh, old okay. school Hell West yeah. Coast IPA. Okay, you know it's funny. Bigger, so when you say old school, like slightly bigger bitterness than than people might bigger bitterness days. and yeah. uh, maybe a little bit more crystal malt than the, the kiddos oh. these days are using. The C word, no Uh-oh. way. Yeah. What was the uh, ABV? Uh, that, that was uh, somewhere. That was uh, 
six, somewhere around six. Okay. Oh, perfect. Okay. So we're talking like pig levels, not like you know. Yeah. Oh you know, yeah. Yeah. For exactly. sure. Exactly. Perfect. That's awesome. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, those kind of those kind of IPAs, you know, you're kind of straddling almost that what some people call pale ale these days, with the higher mm. uh, ABV pale ale and the yeah. high fives, mm-hmm. like low sixes, like. Yeah. Those are very approachable. Like you, you can't miss. I mean, when you make one yeah. of those, it must have sold out immediately. It did. It did. It was gone. It was delicious too. We uh, we just did a, a collaboration, sort of the same idea with um, uh, my buddy's uh, brewery, uh, Imperial in Brentwood. My buddy Vito. Vito, yeah. We're gonna be talking yep. to him yeah. in a couple weeks, actually. Shout out to yeah. Vito. Yeah. Yeah. We we did a, a collaboration with him. It was actually a, a tiki inspired beer. Okay. Um, uh, sort of a grog, if you will. It, it uh, has uh, spices and pineapple, and nice. lime zest, and grapefruit zest. It was really, really good. So cool. And yeah. was that another one where where Vito brewed it and you got to stay home? I didn't stay home. I was at work doing work. But well, yeah. but you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you weren't at his brewery like graining in or right. or yeah or right. anything like that. No, those distance collabs can be kind of crazy. They're they're weird. Like um, Jeff Kimpy at Triple Rock invited me to do one with him in the in the thick of this. This was like in April, hmm. and it was it was awesome in the sense that he was able to do all the work, and we talked about the recipe a bunch of times. But I would have rather been there, like helping him grain out and helping him haul oh, stuff absolutely. around or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. And um, plus, I mi- I miss my friends. Exactly. I want to see my friends. Yeah, man, you miss the homies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the point of doing the collabs. So you can hang out and drink with them. You know, it's, it's a different kind of thing now. It's like at least yeah. half the reason, at least half the reason, if not, you know, more yeah. bring some interest, interesting to everybody and then hang out together. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. different now, of course. Yeah. Are you going to be brewing these at, at your spot too, just to be able to sell across the bar? And, and, you know, is it, is it, is it considered an open recipe, if that makes sense? Like you guys did the collab and it doesn't matter. You don't have to work with one another um, right. to brew it again or something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we will. It's, it's been really tough with scheduling, you know, scheduling around our core, our core beers and stuff like that to um, get too crazy. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would, I would love to do a beer like we did with Imperial. Do it, do another sort of old school IPA like we did with Altamont. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, uh, it, like I said, it, it, it comes down to, to scheduling and, and getting stuff in. So, so Matt, you mentioned CBC earlier in the discussion right so that one was a mess like i believe yeah, sure. if i'm not mistaken like everyone had their beers ready a bunch of the <laughs> entries are already in transit or is about to be in transit the stuff yeah. had to mine be were in transit and i think we that was the case for uh, most everybody in northern california yeah right? yeah um hmm. i think all the stuff just basically was recycled or destroyed or whatever yeah. you want to however you want to you know think about it so that one that competition and that event was just the right timing for it to all fall apart <laughs> it, and it did i mean it, mm-hmm. it, it it came down to i had to it they hadn't given word whether it was canceled or not it was proceed as if it's happening yep and if i didn't send it on a on day x it wouldn't get there in time right exactly so and, and no and no fault of the organizers they probably right. were being hopeful uh, and oh, too. Yeah. exactly they had, they had so much on the line in terms of you know mm-hmm event charges and staffing and money were. and oh just yeah a, a i can't terrible, imagine a terrible uh thing to have to go through to cancel all that and then have to right um deal with all the consequences and probably people not too happy about it i mean there were brewers who understood but there was probably brewers who who didn't understand so this mm-hmm. makes me wonder like next of course there's big things like gabf and obviously that right. event has been able to adjust right and there's other things coming down 
you know i'm curious uh, how they're coming down do the that, line but, next yeah. like so right so yeah and the, some breweries choose not to participate because it's been very tough times for them to even decide to do it so yeah are you going to decide to do things like JBF and how do you guys approach events, I guess, in general too, aside from what specific one, like how do you look yeah. at events now versus before? I, when you can I like do them, them. obviously yeah, we can't we, do that. We can't do the kind of festivals that we would. Right. Before. You know, we can't be there unfortunately. And that yeah. I, I would love to be able to be there. Um, but I'm, I'm fortunate enough to, to work for uh, a company that, that, um, supports the, the the brewing side and um when i told him that gabf was going forward i obviously i know that we are uh, lean right now and i don't want to spend money willy-nilly right, <laughs> right. Yeah. um uh he said yeah let's let's do it let's let's awesome. let's send let's send our entries off you know so fantastic uh, yeah that's cool i mean uh, i know so, what obviously the the event itself won't happen I know there's going to be, you know, professional judging as there always is for it in one capacity or another. They're going to arrange it. Yeah, how are the they? Judging doing itself that? is spread out okay. over many more. It's going to be days a very big hall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's only hearsay. I don't know for sure, but I mean, imagine it will be planned out and run as well as they can do it. I mean, they're an organization that's right. under pressure too because this was obviously. I don't expect anything less. So. Yeah, this was obviously <laughs> something that was going to be an important money maker for them too. Now, so they're running things in a very different way. Right. Yeah, these before. that's awesome. You guys could participate. I know you've had some great success there before. It's cool to be able to continue to be a part of that too. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it felt good for me because um, you know everybody wants a little uh, uh, bit of normalcy, and right. you know, entering competitions, canning for competitions, and sending it <laughs> off, it, it kind of felt good because it you know it's it's, it's that little bit of normalcy, and um, everybody's clawing for that right now. I think. Yeah. When July or August starts to roll on, many brewers are like, well, what am I going to do for GABF? What am I going to yeah, enter yeah. for GABF, right? So if that's absent, that, that kind of sucks. So it's cool you guys are, exactly. are, able, are able to do that. Like, not everyone can. Mm -hmm. no. mm -hmm. Yeah, we were talking to um, some of the guys from Club Doze on uh, Dr. Homebrew, I think last month, month before, whatever, about how they handled the first round entries for NHC. And they great. were like, they were talking very much about, well, we, we sort of have an obligation to continue on with the judging and to and to just do this, and they were very, very uh, strict as far as how uh, far apart people were. Um, you know, a lot of it was done over Zoom like this, which sort of you know yep. maybe that's. I kind of thought that would be sort of the way forward with some of these in person. You know, it's not judging. Bad. I mean, if you can if you can get the entries to if the judges the and they're there to discuss it. Yeah. I mean, the, the infrastructure you know? seems seems nightmarish making sure that sure. that the beer gets to t two separate judges in two separate locations and make sh making sure that they're both kept you know at the Definitely. proper temperature yeah I, I mean I couldn't imagine having to organize something like that no no and if, if I get it if you're lucky enough in the Bay Area to have a large ish judging pool, then that's that's cool, and you can definitely do that. you can assign people a time to come and get their specific set of entries and then they work with their that judge to schedule a time over Zoom. It'll take longer, like you were saying, Nate. It's probably going to take a little bit longer for them to do GABF kind of stuff, but right. it's also safer, and then this kind of stuff can happen, and maybe potentially it's the new normal. I don't know. Yeah, at least until Scary. you get on with the other side of this, whatever that looks like. Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, whenever that will be. Yep. Yeah. God, who knows, yeah. man? Who, who knows? Um, so... 
tell me, Matt, how was working with the city? It sounds like they were really, really open and let you sort of kind of do whatever you want. But I know there were some restrictions on breweries before, and and it sounds like some well, of those I mean, were ultimately were it's relieved. the state than the county. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but um, as soon as we were able to have outdoor seating, um, we applied to to have that that parking lot. Uh, ad- just adjacent to us shut down and, and initially uh, they balked at the idea. Okay. Um, however, they had allowed other restaurants in the area to open up like literally close streets down for seating. Jeez. But unfortunately we're along a major sort of a major hub road in Danville. So it, that was out of the question to close that street down. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, but a couple days later they called back and said, yeah, so we'll allow you to, close down you know the street side parking right mm-hmm. close down this section of street side parking for for tables um, okay so they they've actually been been very supportive of us good. throughout this whole thing that's good yeah yeah not again yeah, they're, they're adjusting to new rules and laws and regulations too <laughs> yeah. that seem to kind of like fluctuate as as the oh, days go yeah, on I mean, too yeah. so and, and i don't fault them for for balking right. at first because you know they, they're like they're you playing said, it safe they're playing it safe. Nobody knows what the rules are right now. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, so that was my next question about about Newsom's new four tier sort of plan that just went into effect. I think on the thirty first of August. How does that affect you? Uh, have you have you had a chance to look at it? Are you planning to to sort of change your your you know your your rules to bend to those, or are you just going to stick with what you're doing for now? And and you know maybe... we're going to stick with what we're doing for okay. now. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're taking more sort of a conservative approach. Um, we're uh, we're gonna uh, you know move forward doing what we can do uh, as we're doing it until we're told differently. Okay. Um, and you know honestly, to be totally frank with you, I'm I'm not um, in that much of a hurry to have indoor dining quite yet. <laughs> right. Personally, you know. Yeah. Understandable. Absolutely, man. Yeah, and it's you know it's. Um... It would take us so right now. I was I was looking at this uh, for another show, and it was um, you know we are now we are in the purple zone of tier one, I think, which is um, I forget the term, but it's basically like it's the highest alert level possible. That's our county, and that's Alameda County, and it's like it would have to get down a couple of different colors in order to even have indoor seating. Mm-hmm. That would be tier one. And we're tier four, and it's just it it it, it it would take a lot to even be there. But I think you can expand your outdoor seating, maybe, or you know, I don't really know how that works. But yeah, yeah, it sounds complicated. Um, but do you think that these um, that these measures have been overly complicated, or just the right amount of complicated? I mean, it's, it's you said that you've been pretty conservative, as have I. I don't I don't go out. I don't do. I don't even go to the fucking grocery store. So I'm like hyper hyper conservative about it. But I'm interested to know how other people perceive it. I guess it, it's from a customer's perspective, it depends on who you ask. There's, there's some who will show up with no mask and, and, you know, they'll balk at the idea that you even need masks hmm. and others who, you know, abide by the rules. And, and I would say that, that we're following the rules to a T. Yeah. Um, and that, do you still get that? Like still people with no mask oh, coming yeah. in? Really? Yeah. No, as a business thing, it makes sense to follow the rules to a T. 
you know, as a, I mean, as an individual, yeah, I, as a person, like you can, people can decide whatever they want to do, but as a business, that, you, you, have a resp- you have a responsibility to whatever the rules are in the community around yeah. you. It's a different. Yeah. Not only is, is our license on the line, um, <laughs> right. but um, just the general uh, respect for, exactly. for public health. That's all it is. You know? I, I'm really disappointed exactly. in our country that it's the mask thing has become so politicized. And I'm not trying to get into politics or anything, but it just it okay. really it really sucks. Yeah. And, and I hate it. And, you know, as as a person who is very uh, afraid um, and concerned, like you were saying, Matt, I mean, I don't blame you, dude. That first six, eight days, I was a fucking wreck. You know what I mean? Yeah. I teared up I, because it, it, you're thinking about the same things. You want to protect your family, but we don't know and we didn't know enough about it then to to know what to do even. And it seemed right. like we were just sort of reacting to a bunch of shit, even though the majority of the world has already seen this <laughs> by the time we got it, whatever. Um, but the fact that people are still still to this day fighting uh, the mask and there's like people I argue with people on Facebook all the time now about 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 this and they're giving me they're giving me numbers and 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 data from like sure. March, and it's like, what are you talking about? We've learned so much from this virus now that you yeah. you have no you don't even know, you're not even keeping up with what's happening. But yeah. you're complaining about masks, and it just it's it's a shame and it sucks because it we, we could have definitely been doing for, a lot better than what we are. For me, my main source selfish. of anxiety was just, and I I'm sure I'd speak for uh, everybody is is it's just not knowing what the endpoint of all this is. Right. Yeah. Where, where is this leading us? That's still a function. And even yeah. when we get on the other side of all this, what it, what does our society look like? Right. What does this mean? It looks different for, for sure. Nobody knows. My daughter's generation moving forward. That's right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I feel the same way. You know. Um, Alice is two and a half, and it's like she doesn't. Luckily, she doesn't have to go to school. We don't have to deal with all this yeah. kind of stuff. But I mean, I have friends that are sending their kids to preschool and shit. And it's like, I, I couldn't, I, I can't imagine even doing that. I can't do it. Yeah. That's not for me, but that's yeah. for other people. And that's totally fine. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like you have a pretty good setup going on as best as it can be under We're the circumstances. We're trying the best we can. Yeah. We're trying the best we can to stay open. You know, we don't want to be great. another statistic. Yeah. No, some people didn't make it. Some people are right. probably in precarious territory right now. Oh, we'll, there's a lot of places that can are just make it, right? closed I mean, yeah. entirely. We, we went into, I mean, just from the small brewing perspective, we went into this pandemic with the largest number of small breweries in, the, in this country in like 100 years, right? So you got to figure yeah. that that's going to have, it's going to have some kind of a fallout. Unfortunately. Well, everybody was wondering when that bubble would burst. Right. <laughs> Nobody would have predicted this. Right. No, this is uh this is crazy, man. This is this is crazy. But, you know, how do you how do you move forward? What's your what's your plan? What's your mental strategy to not get so overwhelmed with you know, with the what ifs of the situation? Do you have one or are you just sort of plodding along, keeping your I'm head to the Yeah. Yeah. I'm keeping my nose to the grindstone, really. Yeah. Um, uh, if I think too much about it, I get too depressed. Yeah. Um, with the unknowns. Well, you have enough work to do and, day and, to day. It sounds like guys. Yeah. For you guys yeah, and, and, and you. Yeah. And that's what helps. That's what helps me mentally. Is um, and fortunately, I have a I have a career. I have a job that I love going to every day. I don't dread it. Um, 
and that's you know that was another thing i was i was afraid of when all this shit went down was you know what the fuck am i gonna do you know i i went to school to be a brewer um that's that's my love my my passion um it's what i want to do with my life um and if if this you know if whatever the society looks like afterwards and I don't have a job, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. So I, I feel very fortunate to be able to have been able to jump right back, you know, into it where, where we started and, you know, continue brewing and, and all that. So, like I said, that was a huge point of, of anxiety for me is, uh, what am I going to do with my life? If, right. You know, yeah, luckily 50, 50% of the brewing, job brewing gigs are eliminated you know right (laughs) and there's still no picnic and there's still some uncertainty but at least you got to jump back in and do work that felt somewhat normal Mm -hmm. a week or two after the initial shock hit um you weren't wandering around brewing like once a month and then washing the floors otherwise (laughs) wondering if you're going to get a chance to do that again there there are probably (laughs) people sadly in that position in this industry right, like right. you know brewing a little bit maybe maybe getting the limping the business along but maybe right. not doing maybe not doing all that well and really i mean um i, I i'm again I'm, I'm fortunate to to work for somebody who said yeah i'm gonna have to lay you off i can't afford to, to have you on however keep track of your hours and i'll make you whole when i can so that's cool yeah and they did so, and then they did yeah yep any plans to open food to go for the restaurant? Absolutely. We, we, yeah. we started that. Uh, so we did the beer to go for about three weeks and then we rehired our kitchen staff and oh. we've been doing, and then we do beer to go. And now that we have our tables and seating, uh, uh, along the sidewalk and in the common area, uh, we have full, full kitchen service. Oh wow! Yeah, the full point. kitchen service, I believe, is a is a requirement for part of part of that, at least in some counties. Yeah, yeah and I think that's it, it is across Contra the state Costa as well. Yeah, for yeah. Contra Costa, okay. I know Alameda, and I think most yeah. of the states that way. So if you're serving, um, you know, as fun as it would be, yeah. or as as crazy and dangerous as it would be, we can't go to bars yet and just have drinks, right? Yeah. So right. if you go there, you need to you need to have right. uh, a food yeah. option. If you want to hang out, you got to eat. Yep. I love it. Uh, let's take another break. This will be a last break uh, real fast, mainly so I can go get a beer. Um, but we're going to come back. We'll wrap up here with Matt from Danville Brewing. Hang on. It's the session. We'll be right back. Tuned into the session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. Hey, thanks for sticking around, everybody. This is the Brewing Network. You're listening to the session and on uh, the phone, on the internet, whatever. We have Matt Sager from Danville Brewing Company here. Uh, we're just shooting the shit, basically. Talking about uh, pandemic stuff. It just it feels like um, you know, as much as, as working from home feels like Groundhog Day. Sometimes talking about it sort of feels that way too, where it's like we're all going through the same thing and I want to get everyone's perspective on it. And then it's just like, it is sort of cathartic to, to, it is. to go through it, even though it's the same information, it's the same, everyone's sort of struggling in the same way. Maybe there's minute details that differ, but um, 
it, it is sort of good to hear that other people are having the same problems that you're having, the same anxieties that you're having. And whenever I talk about this, I really like to focus on that, maybe because I'm a masochist, but um, it's just to make sure, even for me, to check myself, to make sure that I'm not overreacting, being sad or anxious or whatever. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. We're living in a weird time. Yeah, because you're when you're doing that, you're looking in the mirror. You're not you're not yeah. looking across the table or looking across the room at, at folks like us, right. right? Yeah. So yeah, so it's good to check in when you can, like even through something like Zoom, which isn't perfect, but better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt, at at the brewery, how are you guys handling like staff interactions and stuff like that too? Um, you know, do you worry about that? Hi, Nicole. Hi. Hi. Uh, do you worry about stuff like that? Um, because I yeah, would, so, uh, I, I would, I would, I don't know, I would be a whole mess. We, we, Sebastian and I are are pretty secluded in the brewery, and we try to keep ourselves in our cave yeah. as much as possible. Uh, um, that being said, I don't, I don't um, discount what we're doing on the front on the on the in the front of the house as far as uh, making sure that our staff is well protected uh we wouldn't be open if we didn't make sure that our front of the house was well protected uh everybody has to have masks when they're not eating or drinking they have to have masks uh all of our menus are wiped down meticulously we've got you know a timer set when the timer goes off everything gets a full oh, wow. top to bottom clean wow um so that being said i don't um like i said i don't discount what's going on in front of the house but you know it, it really never changed we're back in the brewery we don't really come out to the bar, to the restaurant, all that often. So your day to day feels a little bit like it used to inside the brewery, obviously. Like yeah. In your head, yeah. it's yeah. it's very different. But the work, the work, the physical work you're doing isn't disrupted as much. Absolutely. Everything, everything in the front, the everything that, in the front of the house is like upside down world. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we're 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 back in the brewery, and the only difference is there there aren't people to um, oogle at on the other side of the glass anymore. It's yeah. just empty tables. When you guys are, when you and Sebastian are, are, are back there, do you, in the back of my mind, I would always be, it's like what they used to tell you in high school, where it's like, you're not only sleeping with this person, but the other people they've slept with, so wear a condom kind of a thing. <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, are, are, are you, do you, are you concerned about that, about your coworkers going, well, how careful are you outside of these walls? And I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot at, at the company. I know that you guys are doing absolutely everything and, and, and yeah. probably more to make sure that everybody's safe. And that's not, that's not why it's not a gotcha question. I just want yeah. to know how, how you're doing right. with all of that. Cause to well, me, yeah, that's very interesting. Be said really with every time you go to the grocery store. Or, or, and that's know, why go, I want to know because I don't go, go to the eat. grocery store. I don't go anywhere. Okay. I get everything ordered. Um, I don't leave the house. Okay. So I'm yeah, curious I mean, to how the other side lives. Certain, <laughs> at the end of the day, at yeah. the end of the day, there's a certain amount of trust. Yeah. And right. um, I do believe that Sebastian and I are in the same wavelength, same page okay. when it comes to that. And that's important. Um, you're on, you're you, on yeah. similar, a similar mind and agreement, then at least. You trust yeah, him. Yeah. You trust and, and we do, you know, okay. we, we're, we're wearing masks in the brewery. It's a, it's a close, you know, it's a small brewery. Um, 
and you know we just can't hear each other's inappropriate jokes as well as we used to <laughs> so that's a plus yeah. that's probably a bonus yeah, so, for yeah for any hr person at your place <laughs> mm-hmm. no this was a good question jp yeah. because it, it does lead up to the your first part of the answer matt which was like are you guys wearing masks in the brewery and of course you are which yep. is cool mm-hmm. and in yeah. addition to that like okay so if you're at the grocery store it's one level of exposure you have exposure to people in passing maybe for if you're there a half hour or an hour right so you're in an enclosed space. You're sharing air with them. Ideally, yeah. you should be wearing a mask in the grocery store, like most of us are these days, right? So you're, mm-hmm. but you're limiting that exposure because you're only walking by somebody who may be infected, and you're only getting their air a small amount right. of time. So your dose isn't yeah. high. But right. if you're working in an enclosed space, like a brewery can be, and oftentimes is. Oh yeah. With, with somebody else, and even if you are wearing masks, you're sharing all that that yeah, air with them. You're absolutely. sharing you're sharing all that all that space, right? And mm-hmm. so what we know about this virus now is like you're less likely to get it from a surface, right? Mm-hmm. You're less likely to get it from something mm-hmm. that someone else touched or anything like that. You're going to get it from sharing air with somebody, right? Right, right. And so if you're in an enclosed space like a brewery right. and you're not wearing a mask, you're essentially exposed to everything that they're ex- the other person is exposed mm-hmm. to. So wearing a mask right. is smart. But yeah, having that le- extra level of understanding like you got, you and Sebastian do about, okay, we're, we're being cautious outside of this too, right? And we respect each other yeah. that way. That's important. Yeah, yeah a- it, it, it's it's kind of a, a given level of trust that we have. Um, and uh, I feel fortunate that that I work with somebody that that I can trust and he trusts me as well. So uh, is, we're is, both wearing cool. masks. We're both, uh, okay. you know, slathering our hands with antibacterial <laughs> crap. And, you know, we're doing the best we can. And that's, yeah. the, you know, all I can say. The, the brewer's mindset inside of a brewery is is to be clean as possible, anyways. So that doesn't <laughs> yeah that true. doesn't hurt when it comes to this kind of thing, right? Yeah. Right, right. Hmm. Okay. All right. I get it. That makes sense to me. I mean, that that's that's nice to have trust there, and you know, and part of my mistrust of people comes from looking outside, you know, and and seeing people at the park interacting with other people that aren't members of their family with no masks on and they'll have food trucks out there and people walk up with no masks on and they'll yeah. leave. And it's like, this, this is, yeah. that's what just turned my mind, man. I just, I don't understand it that I don't understand it, but it's good He's to hear that paranoid as I am. We'll just say that. Okay. Right. Good. Yeah. I, yeah. That's a good, that's a good page to be on. You don't want to be on <laughs> yeah. different pages and trying to figure out what's the middle ground. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely, man. We were talking and, a little. You know, I, I I enjoy working with him too, so that that helps too. So yeah, uh, we're we're a good team. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to have trust, but it's another thing to like the person during this yeah. <laughs> because you yeah. do have to because you're stuck with them. Yeah, basically, <laughs> right. Man. And the world's become a little bit small because you're not interacting with all the you know normal people you might be act- right. interacting with. You're interacting with a select few. Yeah. So you, you, know, you hope you like them, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Matt, there's a lot of breweries in um, California that are shipping beer. Have you guys looked into doing that? Is that something you want to explore at some point? That's how I get a lot of my craft beer. Like I'm drinking a a, a, a pre-prohibition pills from East Brother that I um, nice. paid a lot of money to get delivered to my house, and it's worth it because it's fucking great beer. But like they make some nice classic styles that way. Though. They really do. Oh, yeah, Teresa. Like is, mm-hmm. You know, Crooked Lane is, is shipping. I read Crooked Lane shipping too. Now yep. just shipping. Um, yeah. Is that yep. something you're you're interested in doing? I mean, there are more packaged breweries. I'm absolutely anyways. interested in it. At this point, though, we're having a hard enough time keeping beer um, 
you know, for in-house for and, and in-house can sales. So okay. not a bad like problem said, to have. You want to sell it all to local folks <laughs> yeah. anyway. Right. Can, right? Uh, and I would imagine uh, as we move forward in the next couple months, we'll have uh, a lot more capacity to be able to to do that because we'll okay. have a lot more beer in, in, in package at that point. And I'm really looking forward to that because I would love to get my beer in more people's hands. So, yeah. um, right now it's just not feasible Yeah, right. um, outside of, you know, Contra Costa County. So in, in some ways, do you think that's helpful? The, um, it's a touchy subject, but the pandemic being helpful as far as people are more willing to pay. I'm personally more willing to pay for shipping. I mean, shipping beer is like 40 fucking bucks. So it, it, yeah. it ups the cost and it's normally um, a four pack. I would not pay over 10 bucks for a four pack of beer. But now when you roll that shipping in, you, you, you kind of are. And, yeah. and it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm more okay with that because I'm supporting local businesses and I try to spread it around as exactly. much as possible. But, uh, you know, I wonder if it's in some way, you know, better marketing because you're letting the customer pay more money to try your beer because they want to help out. And then they go, Oh, this is now I need to go back there. I need to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would be super cool to get, know. like I said, it'd be awesome to get our, our, our beer out there outside yeah. of our friendly confines. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's, it's not feasible at this point. No, no, but, no. Um, I mean, know, just marketing I'm looking wise, forward yeah. to that being the case moving forward. Um, so, yeah. yeah, as you package more stuff, it'll open up different ideas uh, along Absolutely. those lines, possibly, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay. Well, it sounds like things are ticking along right away, man. We're doing the best we can, like I said. Yeah. Um, taking every day as, as they come, and things will look a lot different as the weather gets a little cooler. Um, yeah, I know well. Californians are soft, so they don't like sitting outside when it gets below 50 degrees, <laughs> 60 oh, degrees. Hell no, yeah, no, uh, no. Never. So, we'll see how things Never. go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, speak months. the truth. That's that's uh, honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we got we got flu season coming now too. Also, so they think that might confound things. But from what I understand, numbers are are at least flatlining, if not decreasing. I know uh, because hosp- of the social distancing and because, masks and stuff. Yeah, too, because right? of the and mask I think stuff. The flu season might be uh, uh, not as bad as it has in the past because yeah. people the, uh, people are wearing masks and washing their damn hands. I read in yep. um, Hong Kong, you know, they only had four deaths from coronavirus they had like 1100 cases and because the day that it hit hong kong their their government was like no don't you don't need to wear masks it's 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 that's how not that's not how it transfers but in you know those countries they're used to dealing with respiratory illnesses so everyone just wore masks to the point where they would go to uh parts of town where people couldn't afford masks like elderly you know uh you know buildings or 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 the poor parts of town or whatever and distribute masks out of their own pockets so not only did they reduce the amount of coronavirus but they they ended their flu season like six weeks early if you you know if you can really have a calendar to it like they did a great job in doing that. So maybe you're right, man. Maybe flu season will not be that terrible. Um, that's the hope. Yeah. But I mean, looking, yeah, lo- looking at the numbers, you know, hospitalizations are down, which I think is like a really important number to, to yeah. check out too. So it sounds like we finally got it six months People later. People are taking it more seriously now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even those who weren't a few, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I think are. 
at this point. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. been clear to everybody that it's going to spread to every corner of the yeah. world very yeah. quickly. And there's yeah. not a, not a place that's immune in that sense. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So Matt, what do you have coming down the pipeline, man? Can you give us a little peek behind the kimono, so to speak about any new beers coming <laughs> out or any uh, new ingredients maybe you're playing with or new hops or something? Yeah. Uh, so we, um, we were just, um, had the opportunity to brew, a. Uh, a fresh hop beer. Um, it, it kind of funny story. Um, last week, Justin Burnt, my buddy at, at ghost town brewing, mm-hmm. uh, hit me up and said, I'm, I'm driving back from Oregon right now with, um, hundred pounds of wet hop strata with your name on them. You better schedule a brew tomorrow. Damn. Nice. I'm like, all right. Okay. I can do that. I can do that. So, <laughs> We have uh, uh, a fresh hop beer coming out uh, in about, uh, at this point, a week, week and a half from now. Uh, we have, um, oh, we have our anniversary ale coming out. It's going to be a, a really nice um, traditional West Coast IPA with a little twist. We're going to use some uh, um, lager yeast for that to make it a little cleaner. Hmm. Okay. Um, Tell me about Other this. than that, you know, we're we're just plugging away. We're, like I said, we're going to be getting out there a lot more often with 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 our package beer. We're going to be getting yeah. the, the the canning line in a couple weeks, so things are are looking up for us. I think so. Good. You know, I really like I like the story about, about the wet hop beer. That's cool. You get a call from Justin like that. You're like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Like, it's not something that you know you don't always have a lot of community right now in terms of hanging out and helping yeah. each other as much as brewers often would. I mean, every everyone's... we're looking out for each other calling and zooming each other of course as they always do but like zoom me daddy to, do, zoom to have like something like that available is, is yeah an extra level we're all looking out for each other and and like i said i can't say enough good things about about the local brewing community excellent tell me about a little bit about that wet hop beer and what base is it an ipa is it a red ale i remember it's, a lot of you know it, it, it it's it's uh ipa okay it's uh you know a uh Upper fives, lower six uh, Ooh, percent. Of, that's where it'll end up. Now you're talking uh, my IPA. language. Yep. So 100 okay. pounds uh, went in. It, it, it was kind of cool. It, it's a process that we hadn't used before where we uh, threw all the hops in the mash tun, cleaned out the mash tun, threw all the hops in the mash tun, and then okay. underlet uh, the mash tun with all the wort. And Perfect. Let First that wor- uh, Borloff, let the wort Borloff through the, through the hops for about 30 minutes and um, just kind of tasted along the way until it oh. got to a point where I'm like, oh man, nice. this is burning my throat. This is Cody. <laughs> uh, so, then, uh, so you, so out straight from there. So you, you grained out, you emptied the mash tun, filled the mash tun with hops, and then you use that as like a hop back essentially. Basically, so from yeah, the boil kettle, much. you yeah, just circulated right. through. Yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> why not just put them in the boil kettle? Was it just too many? Is that why? It would, uh, yeah, it, absolutely. It okay. would uh, clog up our heat exchanger. Okay. The short and long of it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, so you give the. We wouldn't get hop, anywhere with that. You give the wet hops a little bath. I love it. With the yeah. with the wort before it goes to the heat exchanger. And, uh, I like this again, idea of tasting that, it. But we're able to recirc our wort through the hops. Yeah. Ah, right. Because yeah. you want to pull all that fresh hop oil out of there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I like this and, idea of uh, tasting it as it goes as it progressed, and then. Yeah. You do, you can compare all those differences and say, okay, now it's ready. That's yeah, cool. I mean, we're up there. We're letting it boil off through the through the hops, stirring it constantly. We don't have rakes 
these are our rakes. Um, and then tasting it as it's coming out of the uh, thing and, mm-hmm. and um, finding that sweet spot. What does strata so. taste like? What does fresh hop strata taste like? The Right now, we haven't dry hopped it yet, and it's, and it's, it's reached terminal. I've been tasting out of the fermenter, and it is so it, it is such a bright uh, grapefruit peel. Okay. Um, cool. Kind of cannabis uh, flavor. A lot of cannabis. That's probably the hop that has mm. the most cannabis-like qualities. And I'm talking not talking like late harvest, you know, onion dank kind of thing. Cannabis, yeah. like the most like actual cannabis, right? So yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. That translate that translates into the fresh hop side of it too yeah absolutely it does <laughs> uh so I uh, hops are different on the on the on the pre-kilned and kiln side sometimes so that's yeah. interesting that's cool to see that it's it kind of follows through like that yeah. yeah i can't wait i'm i'm so stoked for this beer and we're going to be dry hopping it with some strata pellets as well so mm. nice well you know what yeah. man honestly man talking to you i, I i'm on like when, when we first closed, actually it was back in April, <clears throat> Vito contacts me and goes, hey man, I have this Pilsner, I really want you to try. I'm like, bro, I'm not leaving the house. I don't go fucking anywhere. There's no way. And he's like, okay, I understand. That's cool. Um, and, you know, sort of as we go on, like we get groceries delivered and they kind of sit sure. and like disinfect, whatever. I do this whole, th- I have a whole thing. It drives my wife nuts. But, you know, he- hearing you talk about it and how and how you guys are handling it, you know, uh, I would feel comfortable doing a, a, a curbside pick up yeah so i appreciate yeah. i appreciate that you guys are taking it seriously enough yeah. to um you know you're 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 not only serving the community but you're caring about the community and and how right. that's coming right. across and and i i don't know i i for one really appreciate it as a as a consumer yeah i mean yeah. uh we're, we're taking it seriously that's good um we're, we're taking the community's health seriously um uh and Honestly, as for from a, a completely uh, selfish standpoint, I'm standpoint. I'm taking my health seriously as well. Um, well I have should. a family to come home to. Well, you're really old, um, yep. and you know what I mean. So you <laughs> gotta. Uh, yeah, you know. I am. Yeah. I am. <laughs> I, I'm part of that that community that that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You live in the tower by the hop grid. Yeah, it's. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think you're younger than I am. Honestly. Okay, we'll we'll go yeah. with that. All right. <laughs> you look younger than I am. How that? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good, man. I don't know. I I, I appreciate it. I yeah. really do. Um, I know you got a jet, so uh, we'll let you go. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Great talking. Awesome. Welcome. Well, it, it was it was awesome to uh, uh, to talk with you guys, and thanks for having me on. Cool. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. Good luck, and uh, I'll reach out to come pick up some beer at some point. I want to go get yeah. some of that wet hop beer. That sounds yeah, me too, man. Delicious. That sounds right up my fucking yeah. alley. Especially celebrations coming out soon. Like, I yeah. want all the all the all the wet hop beers. You want all the yeah. hops? Give it oh, to yeah. me for sure. Yeah, under six well, percent. Give it to me right now. Cheers, Cheers you guys. All right, Matt. Mahalo. Yeah, yeah. take care. Mahalo. All right, Cheers, Matt. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, Matt can get out of here. We'll, we'll right, release I'm him. Get out of here all if right. I can figure this out. There we go. You'll Bye, guys. Fine. Bye, dude. Talk to you soon. Cheers. All right. Well, Nate, I think that pretty much does it for us too. Honestly, I do have good, man. So that was fun I, before the show. Um, literally, right before the show, I was like, you know what, I should probably do is look at feedback. 
Oh, so yes. I spun up some feedback. I don't know if you want to just do some old oh, yeah, school yeah. BN feedback. Some, let's do some feedback. Let's okay, do some feedback before, uh, before we call it. Yeah, let's go. It's it's funny, like, like coming through, we had so much more. And then you can sort of tell when the, the shutdown hit. It was like, oh, okay. Um, the tone we, of the feedback changed the, or the amount. The amount changed. Or, yeah. yeah, man. So, like, someone is uh, talking about, uh, you know, clip show suggestions because one of the first shows we did after uh actually and i i I just now reminded of it um because of feedback one of the first shows we did after the shutdown was me putting together a clip show yeah okay and uh so uh, david says two important episodes Uh, in history a lot of people's doing feedback off of that thank you yeah um need to be included in these clip shows uh d-day and doctoberfest um, which is very, I don't remember D-Day so much. Um, no, Oktoberfest I do. D-Day, oh man. I want to say it's something with Daniela. So, Probably. So here's the thing about, about pulling clips for the show is that that was very hard for me because I want to, <laughs> I want to, look, we have a sordid history, okay? Especially me especially people like Doc. And we just, I, I, I want to sort of like cast us in a better light than what we may have been like in 2005 or 2008. You know what I mean? Mm, especially me. I like, I, you know, I said a bunch of dumb shit for attention or for trying to be funny or trying to like, you know, shock value, whatever, right? Because yep. you, that's what I thought entertainment is. And some entertainment is that and some isn't. And anyway, we've all evolved and sort of like changed our, our, our outlook on stuff. But um, so I, I tried really hard. I listened to a lot of BN. I listened to a lot of old Brewing Network, man. <laughs> and it was uh, it was interesting. It was cool. It was cool to kind of like see where we came from and whatever. And we were pretty edgy. And uh, it was, uh, I don't know. I liked it, man. It was cool. But anyway, but you don't want to look in the rearview mirror. I'm all not. Night, yeah, I'm right? not going to pull. You, moving forward, yeah. let's look towards the next chapter. You don't want to dwell on those forever. There was a lot of stuff said for shock value, and there was a lot of beers flowing. There's a lot of beers flowing. Right? Yeah, for so sure. So there was going to be some moments where you don't necessarily want to go back and like showcase that. No, and you know right? Matt Peterson's in the chat. Speaking of people who said a bunch of shit. Um, he, he says, own your shit. I 100% own my shit. I also understand that, um, you know, uh, I, I know what I said and why I said it. I will never, I will never, personally, I will never say, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never like backtrack or pretend it never happened. Like whatever happened, I don't even, I'm not even talking about anything specific, just in general. Yeah. Being offensive or whatever, yelling at listeners. Like to me, I thought that was, <laughs> anyway, funny. Um, but I'm not going to do a Doctoberfest because that was such a shit show. I, I would feel weird cutting material out of context with poor Doc now you know move advancing it 10 years or whenever doctoberfest was i don't know i just feel like some things deserve to be sort of encapsulated in the moment well they do and those shows were long shows too so it's like if you want to understand the context that led up to that train wreck of a moment and that was the term rightly used like you have to do the three and a half hours that that got you there right (laughs) and then so when you when you get to that final 30 minutes that's just total train wreck meltdown. I say I misspoke. Meltdown was the was the real term. Yeah. It, it turned into a meltdown for you know that four hours of, of drinking and talking beer and doing all the things that happened on the show. That's what happened. So to understand understand the context of what lead up to that, like, okay, if you want to go back and listen to the whole show and and get there, do it. <laughs> but 
to try and do. cherry pick a few select quotes. Like, it's hard, brother. They'd probably, they'd probably just sound bad. Yeah, like, with our format, it's, just sound bad. it's tough, man. And you know, listening to like Best of Stern when I years ago when I used to listen to Stern, but now you know have to pay for it. And I can't do that. Um, you know, his clip shows would be you know it'd be twenty five minutes for per per clip because right. I think of that contextual segmented exactly. like format and. To me, that sounded too long. But anyway, um, this is from uh, J.P. Dickman, which is not me. He says, good not noon. Not J.P. Dick, man. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Not J.P. the Dick, comma, man. Uh, <laughs> good noon, Justin and crew. I'm embarrassed it took this long, but I have enlisted as a private in the BN Army. Woo! I've been employed for a couple months at Sierra Nevada as a sellerman. Uh, I really hope that you you still have that job, brother. Uh, and I've been supported so well. I'm finally in a place to give back to the network that helped me get to where I am. Make no mistake, I would not be where I am without the session. Brew strong, hop and brew school, sour hour, and mostly lunch meat. <laughs> and this is He's from giving credit where credit is due. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, for sure. Um, and this is from April. So this is like right at the hairy edge of Ooh, what's yeah. happening, right? So, uh, you know, Jacob, hopefully you're, you're still there, brother. Um, this is from Joe. He says, hey, Justin, I really enjoyed the show with Nico talking about the challenges of dealing with changing business rules. I think it's a great idea to get brewers and business owners on to talk about things they have changed to allow them to continue operating and keep people working. Also, it's a huge bummer about your New Zealand trip being cut short and the U.S. tour being put on hold. It's been fun listening to the planning and ideas coming up during recent shows, and I hope it gets the green light soon. Um, that's cool. Uh, from a longtime listener, first-time feedbacker, and donor. Uh, all the best, Joe. Yeah, you know, you guys can can, can sign up on our, uh, on our website to be a donor of the of the show. Uh, as you can imagine, you know, we, we, we need support now more than ever because a lot of businesses really aren't doing so well. So right. um, if you want to help us out, if you're able to, uh, we would really appreciate it. That would be uh, that would be great. Uh, this is from Clayton. Um, our, our close personal friend, friend of the show, Clayton. Uh, I love Mayberry IPA from El Segundo Brewing. <laughs> I love the flavor of chewing on a hop vine, that very green flavor. <laughs> I also just, if Clayton is very like um, stream of consciousness emailer, and I kind of right. love it. Like it's just sort of just so wacky. You, you can't help but love Clayton. Everything that's right in the front of the mind just gets spilled out <laughs> onto the, into the keyboard in the mail. Right? Yeah. yeah. I like that green pot character. If I make a beer that shoots for the green viney uh, pot character and mix strata and mosaic, will the combination of the two hops miss the mark? Look at that. No, I think you're right on the money, dude. Do the compositions... If you, got, if you have those two and you can make that, do it. Do the compositions and combination of both hops cancel each other out? Do they amplify each other? And I'll hoot my mark, but I'm sure he meant he meant hit. Should I add Citra or Apollo to emphasize the dank character? I suppose he could, but I would start with those two. I mean, those Just two stick vary those a two. lot, so it kind of depends on what he's got, mm, what kind okay. of what state they're in, and like because those vary okay. a lot, you know. But uh, you know, if he has all four of them, I'd start with just those two. And then give it a shot, you know. It's like this was from like April, so it's probably who knows literally April, yeah. Hops anymore, or maybe you even get twenty twenty versions over yeah. here at some point. You well, know, look, later I, the hop the hop harvest will continue regardless of the state of the world, right? But um, it's true. Yeah, I think if you want to make a, a beer that has that 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 kind of like not just dank, but like pot like complexity, yeah. If you got mosaic and strata at your disposal, I'd start there. Those are both so complex. That's going to get yeah. you there. I think. Um, and then he asked a broader question. How do brewers hit their goals? How do we make sure we don't over 
or underdo a flavor goal. And I feel like that's just that's just knowledge of your ingredients. I, I asked John Meyer this once. It years is, but that's, what, that's, the, that's the, the best part of it. It's the adventure. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you base on past experience and your conversations with others and the data that you have available. And then you just the, do it. The best, in, the best instrument you have, which is, of course, your own palate and other people, other people you trust and adjust from there. But there's there's no way to predict sometimes. I mean, especially if you're talking about like this guy's obviously focused on hoppy beers like hoppy beers yeah. have like thousands of essential oils in them. Right. You heard you're using them aggra- using hops aggressively like this way too variable, you know, yeah. what you're going to get from batch to batch. Which is part of the beauty of it. He says, I have thousands more questions. Sorry. I just consumed the two 16-ounce beers listed above in the last 45 minutes. <laughs> Feeling great, but I know there's very little coherence in the above. Good luck discern, defer, disferning my questions, is what he says. Disferning. Typos and, typos and all. Stream of consciousness and typos. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. That's uh, a classic th- uh, Brewing Network listener mail right there. It's yeah, great. for sure. Uh, this is from Colby. Uh, he says, well, I've been freeloading your content for years, but I have always been too cheap to donate. I know it's not too much, but I've subscribed as a private in the BN Army, baby. Because home brewing Thanks, without Cody. the Brewing Network is like a PB&J without bread. Uh, messy, I guess. Uh, thank you for being a pulse of the brewing industry, and I love the concept of bringing in brewery owners to talk about creative ways to bring in customers during this time. A few ideas I've seen in my neck of the woods, selling merch with a coupon for food or drink, selling meal kits from the kitchen to DIY food and beer pairings. That's a pretty good idea, like drumsticks and seasonings, he says, to make your own chicken wings or whatever. Yeah. And then you have the beer flight. That's a really good yeah, idea. Yeah. That is cool. Uh, advertise keg rentals. Uh, where legal deliver Trillium in Boston does different neighborhoods every day throughout their Instagram. They only come to my town once every few weeks, so it's still novel and exciting. That is really cool. I really wish that uh, people would do more, you know, delivery, and it wouldn't cost you know forty bucks to to deliver. Sure, um, yeah. but you know, eh, whatever, it's fine. No, it's nice to have. I mean, the one thing like you were talking about getting beer delivered and how expensive it was earlier when we were talking to Matt. But at least, I mean, especially among hardcore craft beer fans like right now i can order beer from san diego yeah that i would normally not ha- be able to go society get, ships yeah and that's just that's just one city among others that are making awesome beers like uh, in across california like that wouldn't be an option normally so it's kind of awesome to be able to go and support those guys 100 percent. tough time yeah you know? yeah uh this is from our buddy mills he says hello to everyone i hope that everyone is safe out there on the left coast i just want to drop a note to say thank you for everything that you do especially your recent shows listening to the latest session with arizona wilderness was inspiring last summer i started working part-time in a local brew pub while not nearly as big as arizona wilderness it was nice to hear someone else in a similar position our owner had to lay off most of the staff, but has been able to stay afloat with to-go food and beer. Like many others, a small seven-barrel brew pub, we don't package beers in cans or bottles. We've had to get a crowler uh, and crowler blanks from other local breweries and even ran out one weekend. We've been trying to keep our customers engaged with social media, and I've been even hosting Friday virtual happy hours. I'd like to think that after listening to hundreds of hours of BN shows that I may uh, maybe picked up on a few things. I've had to interview guests, and we've even had live local music on the virtual happy hour. It's really made me start listening to how well you do your jobs in a different light. That's uh, maybe going a little too far, Mills, but I appreciate it, brother. Uh, I truly appreciate what you do for this industry. I've been fortunate enough to keep my full-time day job where I know many others haven't. To that end, I have signed up in the BN Army as a corporal. Wow. Look at all this outpouring, man. You know, it's just, times are tough all over, and that's uh, it's three people in, in 
two months. That's uh, really nice, man. I really appreciate that. Um, Mills, welcome to your new life. Hundreds of hours. You've definitely been indoctrinated yourself. Yeah, that's right, man. Uh, yeah, good, good, good stuff, man. I appreciate that. Uh, this is from Ryan. Um, he says, I'm listening to the February 14th revision brewing session and just got another Bud Light Seltzer commercial at the first commercial break. Don't worry. I'm not pulling my monthly donation. Keep up the good work. <laughs> oh, I'll let Jay know. I'm sure that'll help him out. Oh, man, what a changed world, too. Now. Like, <laughs> I'm sure Jay would love to be able to have shows often enough to be able to get some complaints. But, you know, yeah. it's a different, different kind of scene now. Uh, hey, Justin and Networks, this is from Wiggity Wig. A uh, long-time session listener here, and by long time, I mean Rat Pad, where Bevo took calls from behind a curtain in the closet. <laughs> when Shat right, was that's, still... That's way hardcore. Yeah, when Shat was still producing and the Biscuits' uh, vajoon was leaking all over. Jeez, piece of the Biscuit. Uh, in the realm of over 200 session episodes that I've listened to, your two most recent ones about continuity of operations during COVID pandemic rank among my all-time favorites. In this shitstorm, it was nice to hear about owners looking after their employees the best way they can right now. I know it's not much in the grand scheme, but I am donating a one-time kernel donation to you. I hope it keeps the lights on to be in a little longer until we finally emerge out of this mess together. That's nice, Damn, man. That's Thanks. cool. Yeah. Outpouring of support from the listeners. Um, let's see, we'll delete. That's um, I don't know, man. That's uh, we have we have a lot here, so let's uh, maybe we'll. Uh, Here's one from Paul. This is from last month. Are you okay? <laughs> Greetings, That's Justin. That's a legitimate question for someone yeah. to ask straight off the bat. Thanks, Paul. 100%, yeah. man. Uh, greetings, Justin, and all at the Brewing Network. I hope you're surviving the COVID nightmare. We worry about you guys since we've got COVID under control here in Australia. Justin, maybe staying in New Zealand would have been a good idea. Please let us know how you're doing and when the session will be back. Anyhow, miss you guys. Stay safe. And how is Tasty doing? Uh, that's from Paul at Doolittle Brewing down there in, uh, New South Wales. Um, I've talked to Tasty a few times. You know, I, I like to, like to check up on the dude. Um, I think he's doing fine. I think this is very Good. hard for him, just like everybody. Um, I don't want to speak for him. So, uh, you know, I, I would like to have him on. I invited him on the, the, uh, the, the flat tail episode, but I, you know, he just has so much going on and I don't think he really yeah. just felt like it. So yeah. Homebrewed um, a brown ale recently, you know, it wasn't like straight up Janice Brown recipe or anything, but it was a, a brown ale nonetheless. And yeah. I sent him some pics of it and basically nice. I couldn't, I didn't have anything else to say other than like, I wish you were here to help me taste the, you know, do the initial tasting. You know what I mean? That's like, all we can do, man. You yeah, know, I just, mean, he has he had limiting factors anyways going into this, and it was hard for him to get out and do stuff out and about like he normally would. Now that goes yeah. double, I'm sure. So it's like absolutely you know, of all the friends I miss, like I miss my friends who I know are even more limited what they can do. And that's all we got to do, man, is just keep track of one another, and yeah. um, and and you know check in on everybody. If you haven't talked to that person in a month or two months or whatever, just shoot him a text. Don't feel weird about it. Good Talk advice, to people. Jason. We need yep. to we need to reach out to one another. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Nate. Well, I'm I'm ready to go. I think you're ready to go. Do you want to riff us out? You want to play us out? <laughs> you got your axe, man. Yeah, sure. I, actually, by the way, as an aside, I really dig that new uh, Brain Oil album, man. It's very good. It's very heavy. I like it. Thank you. I like it. It's uh, it's we put tons of energy into it. It's you know, honestly, man, it feels like a lot of. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to say this. Like, uh, you know, a, a lot of, especially a lot of that music is sort of like up and down, like spiky. I'm going to get very yeah. almost, you know, uh, uh, weird about how I, how I think of music, but it's like no, man, up and down or whatever. You. But that, but the new album is sort of like on, uh, even on a curve or it's just, it, it's sort of more cohesive, 
with yeah there's a there's a definitely a flow from song to song and yeah we and spent like we spent more than five years writing it and we threw away as much material i think as we kept so the stuff mm. feels like it flows well together i think i hope so thank you i think it does man yeah, yeah good i'm glad you took it as a, as a compliment because i definitely meant it as one and you know and, and yeah i mean the band's only done three ra- albums in almost 20 years so singularity <laughs> to extinction i think is probably the strongest one that that brain oil's done so people who like heavy stuff i encourage you to check it out like came out in 2018 but I think it still stands the test of time and the, st- the songs flow flow well together. I feel like, thank you. I think so too, that. man. I and it. So like I, 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 I collected all my albums that I have from you on, I, I use Plex server to just organize my media, which is really great. If you haven't checked it out, you should. And uh, I just sat and listened to them the other day. As soon as, actually, as soon as I got that new one. And um, they're very, very different, man. But, but your sound is still there. And that's what I really appreciate from bands. It's, it's, you know, you can change up and you can do different shit, but if you don't sound the same, then it doesn't, you know what I mean? So your songs. Totally. Thank you. Yeah. We all grew up on the same punk. We all grew up on the same punk stuff. Yeah. I think it all, it all comes through. Like it all comes through in one form or another. Like that's like the root that sort of grounds us. But yeah, the, the new stuff, there's like the fastest stuff we've probably ever done and the slowest stuff. And like some of the more riffy single notes, sort of like more metal influenced things. Like, yep. you know, we listen to the very first record and there's a bit more like rock and roll and stoner rock kind of stuff. Right. So yeah. it's like all kind of flows through that, that same root of that, of punk. I, which anyway. kind of ground, which kind of grounds it all. Like, so thanks man. I appreciate you listening to all of it. Yeah. The new one I think is, I mean, I obviously biased cause it's so recent, but that's one of the stronger offerings in terms of like adventurous songwriting. Good. So I like it. How do you, how do you buy it? Where do people go? Uh, go to brainoil.com. 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 That'll bring you straight to uh, to our page where you can buy both digital versions and uh, vinyl versions of that record and some of the past mm-hmm. material. Uh, yes. And you can listen to some of the stuff there streaming for free as well from yeah. all three records that we've done. Hell yeah. Um, Nate's going to play us out here for, you know, in, in a sec, but uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's always good to connect with everyone live. Thanks to Matt Sager from Danville Brewing Company coming on here and telling us a little bit about how they're progressing through uh, COVID and uh, all the stuff that they're doing to keep everybody safe. Um, if you want to hear more shows like this, of course, thebrewingnetwork.com has all the shows everywhere. There's two brand new Dr. Homebrews that just went up. I'm currently editing uh, four... Well, okay. I have four Brew Strong shows to edit, um, so I'm not currently editing all four at the same time, um, but they will be up, I'm hoping, within the next week. So if you like the Brew Strong, Jamil and John Paul John Nader are really doing a good job in putting out content, uh, obviously more than, than I can even keep up with editing. So uh, check them out as well. If you want to hear more of me uh, and you like Disneyland, go to earsup-podcast.com. That's where I'm at. And uh, that's about it. Nate, are you ready, man? Yeah, if you can hear me at all. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, no, not really. I thought you had an amp or something. I thought it'd be cool. I know. I should bring an amp. Next time yeah. we will. All right. Well, I won't forget. Nate's not going to play us out. I'll, but I'll, uh, jack, I'll jack an amp right into this to the Zoom thing, and I'll blast yeah. you guys' eardrums next time. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for trying. Nate, I appreciate it, man. Stay safe. Say hi to Nicole, and uh, keep brewing. All right. All right, guys. guys. Thanks very much. Thanks a lot. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>